Hello, my good friends. Mike Shreve here, founder and head troublemaker of the No Pants Project. You are listening to episode 17 of the No Pants Show. I'm going to give you my very best advice. Here it is. It's very simple. Everything you want to obtain and attain is on the other side of figuring out how to stop letting your feelings control you. Let me say that one more time. Everything you want, you can only get after, after you break yourself free from the control that feeling has on you. Let me give you some examples. Number one, fear, pretty powerful feeling. Let me give you an example of how it's affecting you right now. You have, just from this podcast alone, okay, let's forget about anyone who's in our programs or anyone who's getting coached by me or anybody who's in any other programs or anyone who has access to the internet or YouTube. If you've listened to like two or three podcast episodes that I've created in the past two weeks, so the one on the pod on how to create a podcast, the one on the 21 different uh, content styles or, or pieces of content that you can make. Uh, the 14 ways to be to make yourself unique. And then the one that I did yesterday, I believe it was on the most simple process for client getting ever. Okay, it's four podcast episodes, probably about three, three and a half hours worth of content. You could take all that and go get your first client and your second and your third. You could go from zero to 3000, zero to 5000 with just that stuff I've given you there. But fear, the feeling of fear, which causes doubt, which causes confusion, fear of, is this really what I can do? Oh gosh, am I doing it correctly? Is this, what if I say something and somebody says something back and I feel bad and now they're, what if I put myself out there and then everyone says, ha ha, you're not real. What if all of that fear, what if I do get a client? What am I going to do then? What if I... That is literally keeping you from accessing the things you already have and doing the simple actions which would lead to the results that you want. Consider how insane that is. Try to look at it objectively. Try and look outside of what you're experiencing and feeling right now and take honest stock of what are you not doing right now that you know you probably could, you know you probably should, you know you probably can. Frankly, you probably know you'd be pretty darn good at it if you could just get over the feeling of fear. Fear is like a heavy cloud that is slowly suffocating what it is that you're doing. I've been very, very fortunate, very blessed. I feel very lucky in my life to have ever since I was 16 been spent a lot of time in emergency medicine, firefighter, EMT, uh, search and rescue, and spent some significant amounts of time in 
what are called assisted living centers here uh, in the Northwest, at least, uh, the retirement homes where the elderly go to live out the remaining years of their life. I say I've been incredibly fortunate in those two areas because of the things that I have seen have motivated me to get real clear about what does and doesn't matter because there is nothing more heartbreaking. I don't care how tough you think you are. Talk to somebody who is on their way out and they are filled with regret. If I could wish one thing on anyone, it would be that you get to go spend some time with people at the end of their life because it gives you a pretty darn clear picture about what's really important. Because I don't care how religious you are or how not religious you are. I don't care what you do or don't believe in. This thing that we're in right now, it ends. There is going to be a day where you don't open your eyes again. That's real. So again, regardless of what you believe is after that, you have a finite time right here. And last I checked, nobody knows specifically when that is going to happen, when the curtain closes. So if you start to really think about, okay, hold on a second. Who is the captain of my soul? Invictus is one of my favorite poems. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And then you start to realize that feelings like fear are not thoughts, that you don't create fear. Fear is simply a reaction. You can begin to see the importance of learning how to navigate around, through, under, over, This thing that has such tremendous power that it can make you act like an insane person in that you know what you should be doing. You probably can't. Example, send cold outreach emails to get clients. Anybody can do that. Most people overcomplicate the heck out of it because of the feelings that pop up as they go through the process. One of those feelings is, this feels hard, which we'll talk about in a second. But let's talk about fear and how it isn't a thought, meaning you can't intellectualize your way through feelings. That's the difficulty. It is water and oil, I think it is, the stuff that that doesn't mix, right? I'm pretty sure it's water and oil. (laughs) When you pour a bunch of oil into water, they don't mix together, right? They, they stay separate. Trying to think your way through feelings is a, it's just a mistake. It doesn't work that way. Woman is in a bad relationship, maybe an abusive relationship because she loves her partner 
everyone around her who is not being affected by the feeling can logically see she needs to get the heck out of there. But the feelings that she feels keeps her in a very bad place. Now, of course, there's always other factors like sometimes access to resources and things like that. I don't want to oversimplify anything like domestic violence, but it's important for you to understand how extreme being controlled by feelings can become. Let me give you an example of myself. 10 years, there was, a, there was a gap in my life where for 10 years I could not get on an airplane because I was so absolutely afraid. I lost so many incredible opportunities because I had to lie to people and say, oh, I can't make it to that that weekend. You know, I just, I'm really busy and I just don't think I can make it. The reality was is, I'm sorry, there's no way I'm going to be able to get on a plane to fly to where you guys are. I need to pass up this opportunity. But consider flight, because I have. I used to go to the government websites where they had all the, uh, the FAA data and crash data, and I would compare it to data collected for car accidents. There was one point where I was making spreadsheets trying to think my way over the fear I was experiencing. Because everyone says, oh, driving is so much safer than commercial aviation. Guess what? It it really is. (laughs) I've run the numbers myself personally. It's ridiculously safer. And the process of flying is so easy. Buy a ticket, show up on time, walk down the plank thing, put your booty in the seat, the pilot does all the work, you get food delivered to you, you sit for two, three, four, five hours, all of a sudden you land, you get off the seat, you walk up the plank, that's pretty easy. Yet, I couldn't think my way through it. Because just like you thinking about Okay, I know I can do this. Maybe if I just go into this Facebook group and I start posting things. Maybe if I just start making podcasts like Mike is doing. Maybe if I just start YouTubing. Maybe if I just start sending my email. Maybe if I start running ads and then the fear creeps in. And all of a sudden you're like, I can't do it. I know I should. Let me give you an example. A lot of people who when they start their business online, the thing that holds them back, whether they consciously recognize it or not, A lot of the stuff that people fear is the fear of judgment of other people on the internet because the internet's a nasty place sometimes. And they literally will not create content because they are so afraid somebody might leave a negative negative comment on it. But if you actually think about it, somebody who takes the time to watch a 30-minute video and comment on that same video must be in such a goalie of their life that to them, with their limited amount of time that they have on this earth, they've decided to spend that time watching 25 minutes of a video and then coming up with some negative, mean thing. That that was, in their mind, their best use of their time. 
And that person, the fear of that person is keeping you a smart, capable, motivated, focused, diligent, disciplined version of you keeping you from doing the simple things like putting up a video that would give you everything that you want. But the problem is, even if right now, as you're thinking this through with me, as I'm walking you through the thought process of why you shouldn't be afraid of people online, instead you should have empathy for them, because holy cow, imagine if that is where you were in your life, where the best thing you thought you could spend your time on was to just make negative comments online. Even though you and I are talking through that process right now, and you may be feeling motivated right now, and you may be feeling like, oh, you know, he's got a point. You're right. I think I'm cured. Go make a video and tell me what happens. The second you hit record, it's going to be a flood of feeling. Oh, no. I, what am I going to do? Oh, I messed up. Somebody's going to think that's bad. And it just goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes. It's all this fear. So how do you work through it? What is the process for not letting feelings control your life? It's very simple. It's not my own idea. But when I discovered it, it absolutely changed my life. I used to have a client, many of you know, her name is Mel Robbins. The only reason I don't still have Mel Robbins as a client is because Mel Robbins, working with Mel Robbins was so inspirational. She's the reason the No Pants Project exists. That's how much of an effect she had on me as a client. I, I, I would 100% credit her with this business that now exists. Along with other mentors like Liz Benny, for example, Ryan Lee, etc., who helped me along the way. It was Mel Robbins, though, who sat me down and said, mm, maybe you should consider doing something more than just working for us. But this is the idea that she planted in my head many years ago now. Very simple. It's the basis of a lot of her platform. It's called the five-second rule. I wish I could give you something more complex and more complicated and more ingenious and more, uh, dare I say, sexy. But the reality is feelings cannot be suppressed they can only be waded through. Five second rule is very simple. You have this fear. You need to overcome this fear in order to do the simple things that you are wanting to do. Best course of action is the second you start thinking the good thought, oh, all I have to do to write this book is sit down and do 500 words a day. Well, sit down and write the 500 words then. Okay, I'm gonna sit down and write the 500 words. I sit down and all of a sudden the fear comes. 
Is this the right genre? Oh my gosh, that wasn't a good sentence. What am I going to write about? How do I... This is what you do. Five, four, three, two, one, and you do it anyways. Maybe that only lasts two seconds. Five, four, three, two, one, try it again. And five, four, three, and again, and again, and again, until you develop the habit of not letting feelings stop you from taking the simple actions to get what you want. Most of the complexity that you are experiencing right now stems not from what you're trying to implement, but from the fear and feelings that arise as you begin to put into action the things that you know you should do. Now, I need to make a a side note here because the five-second rule, and 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 I'm putting this on as a disclaimer. It's not coming from anybody else. Only works if you are taking care of your mental health. So let me be perfectly clear. If you have things like PTSD or clinical depression or manic, bipolar, etc., Please don't think that counting down from five is going to solve that. You need to go see a professional. little side note here. I highly recommend EDMR um, as a potential therapy. I prefer it better than cognitive um, behavioral therapy, personally, EDMR or EMDR. I think it's EMDR. Sorry, (laughs) saying it incorrect. This is what I'm saying, right? Go see a professional. Don't take that advice at that level. Now, assuming everything else is okay, 54321 is all you really should be dealing with. Okay? I wanted to make sure I put that disclaimer here because I know, you know, anyone could listen to this and I want to make sure that everyone has what they need. Okay. So, there's another set of feelings that we need to talk about and it's it's the control that comes from not like the suppression of fear because fear will just cripple you. Fear will turn you from superwoman into, you know, curled up on a, you know, in a ball laying on the floor eating ice cream, right? Like I've been there a million times myself. uh, (laughs) So I totally get it. But there's another type of feeling that you have to overcome and you have to learn to master and you have to learn to work through. And it's this idea that is generated from feeling. I am a millennial, technically, born 1985, which I believe is like one of the first years of the millennial generation. And I know the millennial generation gets a lot of slack for feeling entitled. I've also spent the past 10 years working with human beings at scale. And I would say, I, most of the people, most of the extremely entitled individuals were not subject to a given age bracket. So in other words, I believe that feelings generate a form of entitlement in all human beings in which if it doesn't feel good, 
we therefore think it must be a bad thing. That idea will destroy your chances of getting what you want. Example, something as simple as yesterday's method for getting clients, okay? Just commenting on people's stuff, having something to share, taking part of the conversation, clients. Most of that won't feel good. It's not fun. It's not funny. You're not going to get a dopamine dump from sitting there and doing it. You will feel rejection. You will feel disappointment. You will feel the good things, but I want to make sure that you understand if you are currently in a mental state where you can only take action and do things if it feels good, what I am suggesting to you is that you have been misled by your feelings and you are currently living in a form of self-created reality in which your feelings are telling you to avoid anything that doesn't feel amazing and because of that you are refusing to take action on the simple steps that get you to where you want to go because it doesn't feel fun. I've been a professional writer for a decade earning a minimum of six figures a year. Not that that really matters other than to say, I'm not just pulling this out of my backside, you know, as some like side hustle where I do a blog post every nine months and I call myself a writer. This is how I pay my bills. This is how I bought my house. This is how I buy my cars. This is how I put food on the table for my family is by being a writer. I love my fellow writers. You guys are amazing. But if there is a disease in the world of writing, it is this idea that you only write when you feel like writing. I happen to be quite bullish about the world of writing, meaning I think more writers should produce more work. There's an elitism amongst the world of writers where they sort of complain and whine that self-publishing makes it easier for people to write and et cetera, et cetera. I think it serves everyone as a whole if more people do their creative thing. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my philosophy. If everybody has access to uh, an audience and, and they can make things for people, I think that makes everything better. The problem... However, is that writing is not inherently fun. Now, don't get me wrong. There definitely are moments of it is fun. But when it comes to playing a video game, eating salty, greasy, sweet, tasty foods, uh, hanging out with friends doing any number of other things which are fun and which do feel good all of the time, 
sitting down and trying to battle through the creation of a book that someone else would want to read, you're not going to feel good nearly as often as if you just go do fun stuff. And what is unbelievable to me is that there are some incredible stories waiting to be shared if the person who's holding on to those stories can just endure not even pain. It's not even pain. It's not even discomfort. It's just, can you be bored for like 30 minutes a day which is what real creative work requires is those moments of, I'm stuck, I need to figure this out. So I realize not everybody's a writer, so I want to bring this back to something that everybody can relate to. The assumption that this thing I'm doing right now is slightly unpleasant or even really unpleasant is not data that is necessarily telling you whether something is good or bad. Something can be very uncomfortable and it can even be painful and it could also be the best thing for you. A couple of examples. When I worked in emergency medicine there was a lot of things that we did to try and help someone who had a serious or life-threatening injury and the things we did were neither pleasant for the patient nor were they pleasant for us and yet That intervention was responsible for preserving everything from preserving life to preserving certain functions to etc. and etc. When you work out, it doesn't always feel good, but it is very, very good for you. And I know you're tracking me here. Intellectually, you're like, yeah, Mike, you're just telling me the obvious stuff. What I am trying to bring to your attention is that, yeah, this is pretty obvious stuff. That's how powerful feelings are, is they make Super obvious things all of a sudden seem really complicated, really confusing. I don't know. 
that's why first learning to understand that that's going on highly recommend that you take motivation or sorry meditation seriously if you haven't started yet just go to get the headspace app or there's lots of youtube videos on how to do mindfulness meditation what mindfulness meditation will help you do is not to suppress the feeling but to be aware that it's feeling and not thought will give you the clarity to be able to tell the difference between the two and then to make a decision about what you're going to do. The second thing that I highly recommend, of course, the five second rule. When you're sitting down or here's, here's what's really happening for writers, for example, you're thinking about your book, but you aren't even sitting down yet. If you are sitting down, you're sitting down on YouTube. So you're kind of like telling yourself, I am sitting down, but this feels better. Being able to sit down at a blank page, knowing you're going to write for a certain amount of time, five, four, three, two, one, here we go. And all the things that could be coming into your mind and all the negativity and all the, here's why you shouldn't write and how dare you try to be creative and what, who do you think you are? People are going to laugh at what you're creating or, oh my gosh, this, the, let's just say like, like a copywriter, oh my gosh, this campaign's going to fail. Oh, the client's going to hate it. This is going to be the worst. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to do it anyways. And lastly, something that's very, very important to understand. You have spent your entire life up to this point operating, feeling first. Don't expect this to go away tomorrow. This is a reprogramming of your thought habits, your processing systems, and I would say your comfort blanket. It's very easy to justify feelings And we live in a culture right now where feelings are more important than truth or reality or objective measurements. All you have to do is look at our political situation. All you have to do is go online. People value rage, outrage culture that's feelings based, based off fear. People afraid they're going to lose something. All you have to do is just look around at how many people around you talk about doing something and then don't ever do it. How many people have you ever seen post something on social media? Yeah, I'm going to do this big thing. And then you never hear about it again. It's nothing to make fun of. It's nothing to point at it saying they're somehow worse than me. It's a time for empathy is to say, oh, we lost another one. Somebody had the best intentions, the best motivation. They had a clear plan. They felt motivated enough to announce it or to share it or to even just to tell themselves to make the decision internally that they're going to do it. And then that wall of feeling 
stop them from taking the simple action to get the results that they want. I am not suggesting that you suppress feeling. And again, as I've already said, it might be worth consulting a professional to get a measurement on where you are in feeling having control over your life or having a actual biological or uh, psychological issue that needs to be fixed beyond just the average human experience. But you have to understand that feeling things like fear, things like I don't feel like doing it right now, those are not helping you right now the feelings of love feelings of empathy the feelings of emotional connection those are great those are wonderful things and as long as you don't get controlled by them also how many people age And then say, the reason I didn't do anything is because I loved my kids too much. Or I don't want to do it because my husband is. Or I'm not going to do this thing because I love my parents too much. Or I'm not going to do this thing because I don't want to hurt. You have to be very careful about whether or not those feelings are painting a picture of reality or not. Because on the flip side of that idea, and maybe we'll have an entire episode on collision conversations, sometimes if those people would have just talked to the people that they were justifying their feelings for not taking action over, they would have found that those individuals would have 100% supported them. I didn't do it for my kids. The kids find out. That's what mom's saying. Well, gosh, if mom would have asked us, we totally would have supported her. This is what I'm saying. You have to be careful about what your feelings might be telling you versus what is real. Because what you want is real. If you want a business... That's a real thing, which means it has to abide by the rules of reality. Otherwise, you're a scam artist. That's how Ponzi schemes work. They don't abide by the rules of reality. You say you're going to make this much money and there isn't any actual money there to make. So the point here is not to be afraid of feelings, not to suppress feelings. I don't personally I don't think you can. My experience has been that you can maintain the dulling of feelings, but eventually that pressure tends to have a blowback effect. 
And I'm not saying to stop feeling. I'm saying to be mindful. And maybe even a little bit weary of feelings that surround action you take. There's a whole other set of feelings we didn't even talk about. What happens if you try something and it doesn't work? All those feelings. I'm a failure. This system doesn't work. I must have been scammed. Everybody's the worst. There is no such thing as this. Everybody... Those feelings prevent you from taking an objective analysis of the data and saying, well, actually, what happened is I thought I sent 400 emails or I thought I built an email list of this many people. Turns out I built an email list of the wrong people. Turns out I didn't send that many. I overinflated the work I do, which is a common feelings-based conclusion a lot of people make. They think they're more productive than they are, and that measurement comes from a measurement of discomfort not a measurement of actual work output but again that's another topic for another day so i just want to make sure that we're very very clear i'm not saying suppress all your feelings and never feel anything instead my suggestion is to learn to navigate feelings so that you can get the simple things done because that's what will get you to where you want to be okay my friends that is it for me The best advice I could ever give someone is that everything they want to obtain or attain is on the other side of them figuring out how to stop letting feelings control their lives. That's it for me in the No Pants Show. This is Mike Shreve, founder and head troublemaker of the No Pants Project. This has been episode 17. Hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you tomorrow.